Melissa. And I'm Mel. Girl, let me tell you, I only had maybe a little less than half of that drink. When you're drinking, you just got to drink more. <laughs> I am a strongly worded email. Actually, that feels in line, though. That is not that's true. No, listen, and every now and again, when somebody get out of line, you just yell, pop the truck. <laughs> I'm the juice to her gin. Did we hit record? Is it working? Is it on? Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode of Gin and Juice. I meant My to name. record us. Sorry, go ahead. You meant to record us what? I meant to do an a Instagram thing. Oh. Keep going. Uh, Include this in, in the real. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did get my hair recolored. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're Real Life Sisters. We want to get started by thanking our sponsors, though. We appreciate them so much. You'll Amen. hear more about them in today's episode. Um, my name is Melissa. And my name is Mel. And we are the Gin and a Juice duo. We have a lot. Actually, let's just talk about it because we we're getting questions about the hair. Um, I did get my hair. He calls it retoned. I actually meant to look this up because I feel like sometimes hairstylists use words, but they be all be meaning the same thing. Sometimes oh. they really do be different, right? Yeah. And I do know tone is to like tone your like to do something different but it's also just a process so i yesterday he was like or on wednesday he was like i'm gonna tone your hair and then at the end he was like i'm gonna just lift everything and i was like well that's not toning isn't that just coloring right i'm confusion so anyway it is a little bit lighter um all over it it's still good. dark roots because i like dark roots but everything just kind of lifted um and mel got her hair done differently no 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 I just got a touch up because uh, I wasn't ready to. I'm ready to take it down, but I need it to last. Oh, so she just did so the couple rows. She just did the first couple rows. Mm -hmm. Got it. And but it worked. Listen, touch ups. I we haven't always done touch ups. No, with this braids. is so true. And this thing, I agree about just going and getting the front of your your hair redone. First of all, it takes. Yeah. No time. Yeah. Okay. And you all you have to do is use the leftover hair that you already have anyway. Oh, they just reuse it? They, well, no, no, no. I'm you know you always got oh, extra Oh, you're talking hair. from the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always got extra hair. So you usually don't even have to buy new hair. You just go back and then they just redo it. And all of a sudden you look Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely fresh. Like you got your favorites. hair redone. Well, low key you did get your hair redone, just not all yeah. the way yeah, redone. Yeah, yeah. We like it. Well, thank you. Yeah, it looks cute. You're giving kind of a look right now. It's kind. It's giving a little bit like '90s, oh, like retro that. vibes. Yeah. It's very end. I'm, I'm um, right now. Okay, so she said people in New York been doing it forever. Which well, it just made its way uh, to the West Coast. No, because uh, when we were younger, no, nah, we didn't do no touch ups. No, once the hair no. was old, the hair was old. The end. Take it down. Yeah, take it exactly. out. Exactly. You got to start all over. Yeah, you got to start over. Um, okay, so this is where we're at. We always start with long story short. You actually have a lot of long story shorts. I just have one. That's okay. just really low-key a question. Do it. Do you know and understand the point of all the attachments on your vacuum cleaner? No. Me either. Absolutely not. I just realized this. So my vacuum cleaner broke like oh. a couple weeks ago. Low-key, I think my old house cleaner broke it. Not even, I think. I know 100% for a fact mm -hmm. she broke it. So she broke it, and then what happened was, to be completely honest, she broke it and then was like, Melissa, can you put in some money so I can buy myself a vacuum? Because I'm like, I'm not buying another vacuum. Yeah. For, it was a Dyson, too. Like, I'm not doing oh. that. So no, ma'am, and spam, like, figure it out. So then she was like, well, can you give me some money to put in on a vacuum cleaner? And I said, no, you broke mine. Then you want me to pay you 
to to for a new one that you're going to use at other people's houses. This is your business. Like you gotta have you're not supplies. even going to leave it at my. You broke mine. She and wants now, you to pay for and now you her want me to buy. To, to buy you a new one. And then you're not even going to leave it at my house. You're going to take it and it's going to be yours and you're going to use it at other people's houses. Literally not how that works. Girl, I'm, I promise you, I'm not going to do that. Hilarious. So we're going to have to figure this out. So I was like, no, no, I cannot do that, unfortunately. I have to replace my own vacuum cleaner. So anyway, I finally got around to replacing my vacuum cleaner. I just did it. And yeah, I was like, girl, no mammoth spam. That's not happening. So I finally got around to replacing my vacuum cleaner. I got a refurbished one on Amazon, the Dyson refurbished. Oh, nice. And I got it during the 7-Eleven sale. Oh, their yeah. Amazon Prime sale. It was a uh-huh. great deal. I was very excited about it. Like, because Dyson's are expensive. And are. I was like, I'm not doing that again. So I got it refurbished, all the things. So it comes and I have all these attachments that I'm like, in all of my 40 years, the only thing that I use is the long neck one. Mm-hmm. to like get in the yes. corners and stuff. Yes. I've never used none of the other no. ones. So I spent like an hour on YouTube trying to learning. Oh. And this is what I did. I cleaned my um couch, the upholstery. The best thing I ever did. Really? Yes. With I love attachment. Yes. I feel like I could start a business. Like I feel like I did it so good <laughs> that like I could start a business now. Start a podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> like I will start a cleaning service. Ma'am. I like I did it so good. I even filmed it and everything. I'm about to ask the people if they know how to do it. It had why what about it? It's okay. so amazing. I'm gonna tell you. So you know on your couch you get fuzzies. Yes. And then I have a dog, so dog hair gets on there and stuff. Just you know, it just yes. and my couch is black, so everything shows. So it has this thing like imagine when you um actually I just realized this is that same thing. When you go get your car clean. Yeah. And they have that thing. Oh. It's literally that tool. Oh. It's literally that tool. But does it is it, so it's just picking up kind of these loose things. Yes. Is it, but is it like it makes it look smooth. Oh, okay, okay. And it makes it look, because all the little fuzzies yeah. come up. All the hair is removed. Did it take you a long time? Girl, my arm was so sore. See, I'm thoroughly convinced that's why my wrist hurts right now. I'm out. <laughs> I'm thoroughly convinced this is why. I When I tell you, I was like, to be honest, I've missed my calling. I need to open a business because I did this so good that you like other people should know should how good know. I do this, this and pay hilarious. me for it. And, oh, and pay. Yeah, yeah, you should pay me for how good I did it because I was just cleaning like I had all this energy and I was just very proud of myself. So that's hilarious. all. That's my thing. That's my long story story. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> my couch looks amazing. I literally, you're gonna see a video on it in a couple of weeks that I'm gonna post after the voiceover on it because listen. Learn your tools, learn your attachments, and clean your couch. Clean uh, your upholstery. Clean your upholstery. And what you should also do, because if you're spending time cleaning your upholstery, what you need is to be have making dinner easy. Yes, You correct. need to not have to spend time figuring out what you're going to eat and how to make it because you're cleaning your couch instead. And it's summertime, and now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny and active days. Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track 
with your goals, which is so important just in general. But actually, like during the summer, you travel a lot. You're sure. outside. You're trying to do all the things. And then you have to like make dinner. And so anytime food can be like made easy for you. Amen. That's what you need in your life. And Factor does that for you. So if you're ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures, stick to your wellness goals with premium ready to eat meals featuring high quality ingredients such as broccolini. I love broccolini. Oh, I broccolini just, is amazing. I love broccolini. Yeah, yeah. There has been a rebrand for broccoli through oh broccolini gosh. and it's the best. But it's different than broccoli. No, it is. It tastes different. Yeah. And it's Broccoli is little, little trees. yeah, it's long. Broccolini is like yeah. elegant, no, long. Broccolini trees. is like 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 grown in sexy yes. broccoli. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, it's my favorite. And so this has stuff like broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. So treat yourself to thirty four plus weekly restaurant quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto. Ooh, we love bruschetta. Mm-hmm. I love risotto. Green goddess chicken. Because we're all goddesses. Absolutely. And grilled steakhouse filet mignon ready in just two two minutes. Two minutes. Listen. Fantastic. Two minutes. Fantastic. Girl. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? Keep your energy up with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. This is all amazing. I'm just, I'm I'm really all excited. In. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So you got options, okay? You can, you want protein, you want straight up vegan or healthy, like you got options. We offer delicious flavor packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles. Just what I was saying, you have options. So if you are ready to try Factor, okay? With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. And so if you are ready this July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com GJ50. GJ50 and use code GJ50 GJ50 to get 50% off. That's code GJ50 GJ50 at factormeals.com slash GJ50 to get your 50% off. Yes, we love it. Uh, okay, so then getting into my long story short, I got a couple complaints. Uh, it's long story short, but I'm also probably gonna like pop the trunk a little bit on Gregory Gould. Yeah, I need. I literally waited because I knew you were gonna tell this story here. I need to understand what happened. So multiple things happened. Okay, I tell Greg all the time because I think we told this story when I was young and we lived on base. You had to carry your military ID in order to get into places on the base. I one time forgot my military ID and my dad being (laughs) the dad that he is made me wait outside of the shopping place while Melissa, Monique and my dad went inside. I was a child. Okay. He probably should be in jail in jail (laughs) because he made me leave. I mean, wait outside. So because of that, I always feel like, you should carry all your things, mm-hmm. okay? All your things, all of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you got the same things I got. I'm going to carry mine. You should carry yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like Gregory should carry his own keys. But what happens is 
as soon as like if we're leaving the house, he'd be like, you got your keys. OK, cool. I ain't got to bring mine. And I'd be like, yes, you do. Because like, what if something happens to mine? Yeah. What if we need yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't listen. He okay. don't listen. So he don't carry his keys. OK. You I, like never? Not. Oh, I didn't realize he like never carried. Them. He okay. don't be carrying his keys. OK. And so literally he'd just be like, you got yours. It's fun. So I don't have a key to our house because I thought I gave it to y'all, but apparently I didn't. So nobody That's knows what, where the key to my house is. I need to check. I have another key holder. I want to check you to check it. I don't know where my key to our house is. So he has a key to the house, but then don't be bringing his key. Wait, wait, wait. So now you guys are down to one key. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're leaving to go wherever we were going the other day. And... We have, you know, in the garage, there's a door. So we usually don't lock the yep. door in the garage because the garage is down. So we're leaving. And Greg, being Greg, okay, all of this is about him. He decides randomly on this random day to, to lock. lock the door. So we we leave. I forgot where we were going. We came back and he was like, uh, no, I go to the door. And I was like, I can't. Why'd you lock the door today? And he was like. You, you don't got a key, huh? No, no! I said, no. I don't have a key. Why did you lock the door? I was trying to be safe. Oh, Randomly no! today on a random Tuesday at 2 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon, that's the day you wanted to be safe? Oh, my When God. you know I don't have a key, he was looking like, mm, you right. <laughs> you right. I was like, well, I want to go get my nails done. So do you want to do that? And we can figure this out later. <laughs> so then we go and get, uh, he gets a manicure because we literally, what else are we going to do? do right now. So yeah. we go and get uh, a manicure. Of course, my stuff takes way longer because he just only got a manicure and then had to go figure out how to get in the house. How did you guys actually, because you guys were, uh, I was at the hair salon. Yes. So how did you guys get in? I don't know what that man did. I was getting my nails done. I know that when he came to pick me up, he was like, I got in. I don't want to Oh, ask. you still don't know no, how he did it? No, that's your business. Hilarious. And then he went to go give me a key. I was going to say, really, you guys need to, you get, you need yes. an extra key. So he went and had a key made. This man. I was so like, sir. So then I'm like, going forward, can you please carry your own keys? Do you understand why that's important to do? Oh, uh, I don't yeah. understand. He absolutely broke something. Believe, but he is going to randomly one day I'm going to come home and he's going to be like puttying a door or something. And it's going to be because of the however he got in the house. It was some I don't want to know. And I don't have time. Just fix it by the time we move out. That's all I care about. Huh, freaky. I was wondering how you guys got in. I don't remember you guys giving us a key. But I also have keys that I don't know what they go to. Hilarious. I don't know where the key is, child. Somebody is somewhere. Um, anyway, the other thing is that I'll say quickly is while I was at the nail salon, because I had nothing else better to do, I had all these ideas about my nails. And the guy or the woman does my nails, and I don't like the design. Oh, I saw this on your Twitter. She had it in there, and she finished one hand, and she was getting ready to start on the other hand. And I was in my head like, I don't like this. I don't like oh, this. You already knew. I don't like this. So then I, she was ready to, and I said, I don't, I don't like this. Can Good you take you. it off? And she just kind of looked like, no, you, I don't. I want to start over. And so she was like, okay. And she took it off. And then I just was like, let's go plain. Let's go bright pink. So I love I just the bright have pink. Bright pink nails, and I love it.
I'm are, actually really happy. I was gonna say, how do you feel inside? I feel like a grown up. You do. You I should. I told the nail lady I didn't like my nails. And you did you feel bad? Do you feel like she felt no. bad? Because I feel like that's what goes on in our mind when we yes. don't is that we're gonna hurt their feelings, yes. like all of these things, and it wasn't as bad as she you. She was fine. And I was fine. You're probably even great. better, actually. Oh my gosh, because I was you so don't happy. have to. Yeah. I put this on Twitter and on Instagram. The amount of women who have been like, yes, girl, I want to do that one day. You're my hero. I'm, I aspire. Yes. I'm like, the fact that this is such a shared experience that oh, we're yes. all having of hating our nails and just being like, see you in two weeks. Oh, services, <laughs> hair, and nails yes! are the things you will walk out Hilarious. completely unhappy and yes. be like, thank you so much. Oh, well. Okay, bye. Deal. So do it. Tell the nail people you don't like it. I love that I for you. I feel great. <laughs> there is this um, thread that I saw on threads, and the on guy, threads. the lady said it. Actually, it was um, Nedra, I think is how you pronounce her name. I had her on um, the Love Hour podcast. Anyways, she said, um, when you agree to something that you don't want to do, the resentment that you feel mm. about it, let that be your motivation to say no the next time. Amen. And I feel like that's almost the reverse for you right now. Like the fact that you did it, you feel good about it. It didn't like go over mm. bad at all nope. can be the motivation to like going forward, Yeah, going forward. Like it's not scary anymore because nope. you've done it once. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a horrible experience. So Who's you're sad? able to do it again. I'm happy for you. I'll Thanks, do it the next girl. time. Do it. Tell the people you don't like your nails when you don't like them. That's so freaking Hilarious. great. I love that for you. Um, okay. Oh, and the other thing I just want to ask, um, this is actually like a question. Uh, you had a question. Here's my question. When you, I, when we were young oh, mm -hmm. and in Sunday school, I remember learning and it has stuck with me. I assume it's stuck with you as well. But like the way that I learned when you enter into a room that you should speak is because in Sunday school, oh yeah, 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 our the the pastor's wife like scolded us. <laughs> yeah, she literally was like, "You didn't, I didn't wake up with you this morning. When you come into a room, you need to speak," and that stuck with me. And so now I'm literally like, "Okay, that is like the polite thing to do when you walk into a space. You are supposed to speak." Got it. I don't do that on the elevator though. Oh no, I don't either. I think that's like a, a shared agreement that you're actually supposed to not say anything and look at the numbers. Until Except for Gregory Goolsby. Except for Greg. It don't matter what elevator you're on and how long you're going to be on it. He's when talking. Greg walks in, he literally be like, hey, how y'all doing, everybody? And I'd be like, e, stop talking. Because I think, talking? The, I think the agreement is that no one <laughs> talks and you look at the, you look at the numbers exactly. go up. But the thing is, Greg will foil somebody's plan. Because what if they're like, I'm about to kill somebody. And Greg's like, how, how are you? And they're just like, well, now I won't kill nobody because he this be looking nice around. Day. Yeah. And everybody's like, hi. Yes, Everyone's always surprised. Started. Like, are you, are you, hi. Are you speaking to me? Are we not in the And elevator? don't let you not answer. Greg will repeat himself. Oh, I said, how y'all doing? I'll be like, whose daddy are you? Who's so Southern great. grandpa no, are you? No, he's definitely somebody's Southern grandpa. I love it for him. I don't. Tell us in the comments. Do people do engage? speak? Most times people do, but if they don't, he will repeat himself. But most times people be, they look surprised. They be like, hi, <laughs> hi, how are you? Good. How are, how are you today? Are you having a good day as well? 
be like, nobody wants to talk oh, right now. We I just want to be on the elevator for our two floors, get off and mind our business. Why we got to engage and have a conversation about you and your day? Wait, sir. people are saying they be speaking too. Y'all be speaking on the elevator. I never speak on the elevator. I really, I thought there was a communal like I did too. unspoken agreement that we act like you literally don't talk. You mind your elevator. business and be quiet and look at the numbers and then say, excuse me, as you get off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kev sometimes speaks, but he'll make like a joke. Like if there's a kid or a wife or something, he'll be like, oh, looks like y'all are having fun. Like something <laughs> dumb like that. But the thing is, what what happens is, especially some people, they think that's the invitation uh-huh. to like, we're finna talk, uh-huh. talk. And then Kev wants to clock out and after now- he initially, engaged, and now I'm stuck. Because now I got to keep talking, yes, so we're not rude. Bad, like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, like, well, ha, ha, ha. Then if you don't want to carry the conversation from beginning to end, then you can't start, start it. it. <laughs> That's what Kev does, actually. But for the most part, we be like, quiet. Oh my gosh, he does it every time. Every single time, I be cringing That's <laughs> because so it makes me so mad. Yeah, um, you got you. I do this. I do this one because someone said they not. I do this. I do the like. <laughs> I see you, you, you see me. Yep, we see each other. We see each other. And now we move on. And and now we stare at the numbers. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Um, we have a lot of, of nail stuff. So I have one a question on the nail stuff. Yes. Do you like, I asked this on threads, do you like the massage chairs in the nail salon? No. They're so violent. Oh my gosh. It is such like... It's brutal. It's so brutal. It's so stupid. I do, This is the thing. You know the one that feels like it's going up your oh. spine and you're just kind of like. Oh, my God. The whole time you're just. This is hurting me. And then the stupid, the remote. It's so challenging to oh understand. I have a college degree and I'll be like. Just How do you turn it off? You got to hit all four times yeah. up, down, left, yeah. right, then off again. And then you got to hit the, the sprinkle. And then now the chair's off. But if you hit one button, all of a sudden it's back on. You're it's like back on. Or this is the this is the other thing that happens. You think you turn it off because it stops for a little bit, but it's just re yeah. And then all of a sudden you're doing this. All of a sudden it's moved to your neck. And yeah. now you're like, oh, when it moves to oh, have you felt the one that does your legs? No. And it just squeezes your legs. No. Oh my God. It is the who why? It's so stupid. Why have we even, why did nail salons even think this is oh what God. we're asking for? Nobody wants that. Just give me a regular chair. <laughs> yes. They're the worst things ever. And when they man. vibrate, they're terrible. When uh. they pulse, oh, when it pulses, it feels like someone's doing <laughs> this. It, it's, um, what's the, what's the, uh, Mayweather. Mayweather's doing this on your back. <laughs> I hate it so much. And as soon as you sit down, they be so excited. Like, oh, let me turn it on. No. I mean, quick. As soon as you turn it off. Let me me turn. Let me turn your chair on. You know what? Turn it off. Turn it off and don't touch it. Uh, Ma'am, ma'am, can I have the remote? Can I? Just give me that. Just give me the remote. Actually, I don't want you to touch no buttons. Turn it. Before you turn it on, turn it off. In fact, you can unplug it. Unplug it. Because sometimes it be on a timer. Yes, it just be starting. It just start. It just start. Unplug it from the back. <laughs> I hate it. It is the worst thing ever. I hate them. I want every single salon 
nail salon in these United States to take them out. Amen. Give me a regular stationary chair. Wait, I saw on Twitter, actually, somebody said that they believe the chairs in the mall, the massage chairs, is a um, cover-up, is a is a drug scam. Oh, absolutely. they've never seen anyone use them. No, because they're always broken. <laughs> they're always they're all, And it's always like a three-year-old in them. <laughs> they're never adults in them. It's essentially a place for little bad kids to go and climb and do everything they shouldn't do. Or husbands who are don't want to be at the mall anyway. Yeah, but, and they never pay. They, they never, never pay, turn them on. They just be sitting there. They just sit there. Waiting. Yeah, no, this, is, is over. this is definitely a money laundering scheme. One hundred percent. This is a money laundering scheme because Kev also feels that way about um, mattress stores. Oh, anytime he sees like a mattress store on the side of the uh, road, he's always like, "That's the money laundering." Ain't nobody <laughs> who who is walking into, especially like the hole and roll ones. Yes, <laughs> who is walking into, you know, Whatever. Mickey Mouse Main yeah. Street and being like, "Can I get a mattress?" And walking out with it. No one's doing that. No. Yes, no. you're going to a real place like mattress firm, like mattress but firm. you're not going to the random thing. No, that's a money laundering scheme. That's not real. No. The other thing you should be doing is taking care of yourself. And Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Care of also helps track your wellness progress through their thoughtfully designed companion app because even uh, uh, we were talking about one of the ways to help encourage and motivate you to keep going when you're doing something is tracking oh yes your, your progress. progress like that's so important in understanding how how good or how far, far you've come, come. Mm-hmm. and care of has an app that helps you do that um, after you've started taking the vitamins which is amazing health should be personal and care of helps take the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you and your goals because your goals are not the same as my goals 100 you take a short in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals for a personalized doctor backed recommendation which is always important um when things can feel a little more broad and you need that personalization and knowing that they are backed by doctors is is uh, encouraging and can just help you feel like this is a good decision. Uh, Care-of makes taking your vitamins on the go this summer so convenient with individual daily packs that are perfect for travel. Care-of's daily vitamin packs are made with p- plant-based compostable film to help limit the impact on the environment without compromising on the quality and safety of their products because you should be very conscious about the environment uh, especially if you're taking care of your body you can take care of the world as well take care of the environment as well which is amazing so uh, as your needs and goals change care of can help you adjust your routine to match that their quiz can be retaking at any time to give you updated recommendations and you can also adjust your habits and routine again in tracking on the app um i took the quiz very easy like self-explanatory very simple Um, questions easy to to take and actually to that point i i really i'm thinking about taking it again because i think when i first took it i wanted to focus on like my health and digestion um and now i really want to focus more because i think i included energy but now i'm like really wanting to focus on energy we're running around this summer doing a ton of things Mm -hmm. i got two kids and a husband and a life and i'm trying to figure my life out uh so i'm really just wanting to make sure that the energy is there 
And so I can obviously retake the quiz and get um, a new kind of subscription, which it will be amazing. Um, so yeah, I am a fan of Care Of. You should be too. You should try it out and to do that. So for 50% off of your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code GJ50. GJ50. Again, that is TakeCareOf.com and enter code GJ50. GJ50. For 50% off of your first Care Of order. Yeah, uh, I see uh, Nashi, Nashai, Nashi, mm -hmm. uh, that you took the quiz last night. I apologize. I, t I said your name three different ways in hope that I said one of them one correctly. Of them was right. If I butchered all three, I apologize in ah. advance. Uh, but yes, please use our code. Amen. Um, okay, I wanted to say that no, we're done. Massage chairs suck. Yes, uh, <laughs> in the mall and in nail salons. Carry the keys. Speak or don't speak on the elevator. That's up to you. And use your vacuum attachments. Amen. All right, Amen. that was long story short slash um, pop the trunk as well. Uh, okay, uh, we're moving on to Black Twitter trends. Today's Black Twitter trend, amen, is about something that's been in the news and that we are going to very briefly discuss, amen, which is Carly MF and Russell. <laughs> Carly MF and Russell um, went missing. She did. And what typically happens in cases of crimes and against black women and when black women go missing is that they get less than national attention they don't even be getting local attention no. they people they, be like oh they probably they be all right give it some t the police is the people they be like give it some time they'll come back okay so they they get no publicity no this woman goes missing and it hits oh, national it news. Fire. It catches fire. It is everywhere. And people are loud about oh. it. Mm -hmm. They are because the story mm -hmm. is that she was driving yes. and saw a toddler on the highway. A toddler four-year-old. And so she stopped. She did. Be out of concern. Absolutely. Called her family. Yes. And the police. Sure enough. And said, there's a toddler here. Y'all better come get the baby. Yes. She's three, four, or he. The baby, is the, ch the child. The child, because actually she said she wasn't sure. Three, four years old with a diaper. Yep. Had a white shirt on with no pants. Uh-huh. And in my mind, the whole time I imagined an actual toddler with like a onesie. Uh-huh. And then she said three, four years old. Amen. And then I said. Hold on. My story, the vision in my mind. Yes. It suddenly it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't making no more sense. Mm -mm. What else happened? And then the police came to, well, no, her phone, there was sounds. Yep, yes. And then nothing. And then nothing. And then the police came, and what was left there was her wig. Shana, she said, let me take that off. And was her keys and her phone. Her phone. Her phone. I don't remember if her keys were I don't there. either. And then she was gone. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, she walked up to her house. Mm -hmm. at like 11 o'clock at night after what 20 48 it's hours 40, it was like 49 something like that hours she walked up and then we find out that at, you know they the police are still waiting to have their second interview with interview her. with mm -hmm. her but according to her first interview is that 
Yep, the baby did walk six football fields. The baby walked six football fields. The car was left running. And the car, yeah. And she was abducted. Some man who had orange hair. Yes, with ab- orange abducted hair. Abducted her. Uh-huh. Took pictures of her. There was a woman at some point who stroked her hair. Uh, and she was she managed to run away and run through some fields and wound up on her street, her home street. Well, she was abducted into a van. Into a, And then yes. to a car. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, she had some cheese it. She had they fed her cheese and crackers. There you go. And then she came home. Have you seen this um TikTok where this uh child, he's a grown man though, but he's like interviewing, I think his grandmother, and she got beat up in a club or something. No. And then she's and he's like, and I press charge it. And she said, I press charge. He said, You press charge? She said, and press. No. <laughs> with that in my mind, that's what's finna happen. She finna get charges for the and Absolutely. press. Absolutely. The problem is, first of all, lying to police is like a And a wasting crime. resources. Well, but that's the thing. If you had gone <coughs> missing and then you're we assumed you got abducted. Right. But you never said you got abducted. Right. Then you weren't the one who wasted the resources. That's true. But if you give a statement that you've been abducted and and now that can then be tied to the wasted resources, honey, you might be get you gonna have a charge real soon. Did you see the interview with the mama and the daddy? I did not watch it. Okay, so I watched actually what I watched was only like four minutes. I couldn't find the whole thing? Yeah, the full thing. So I watched like four minutes of it, right? The mom is being a mama. See? The mom is like... that's why it's upsetting. You know, you can tell... Well, one of two things are happening with the mom, I believe. Okay? This is all my... This is all me. Yes. Okay? Not things she said. Nothing I... This is me. Yeah. It looked like the mom either A, knew and wasn't going to embarrass her baby on TV. Okay, all right. Or B, she really just believed the daughter. The, oh, okay. okay. One of those two things. The daddy, however, oh, looked like he was just following the mama's oh. lead. But his face was given. Yeah, that's like how I was responding to Mel oh. just now. That's kind of how he was doing. Oh, she no. was fighting for her life. And he was like. <laughs> like, it, di- it didn't give that the daddy believed no. whatever the whatever Carly had told them. Yeah. It seemed like he was like, now, girl. Oh, no. Now, girl. And the mom was like, she was fighting for her life. And he was like, is that the story we're going to go with? Like, I, it didn't look like the dad really believed uh-huh. the mama. Like, anything she was saying, it looked like in his mind he was saying the opposite. Got it. You know, it was just yeah, giving yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the mom, I think, I can't tell. It's one of the two. It's one, she know better oh, and decided my, I'm my, not going to, but what's not going to happen is I'm not going to embarrass my baby on, on this TV. Hey, That's what hey, I'm not going to hey, do. Hey, hey, hey. Like, it was very, it's worth the little four-minute watch. It's Child. worth the little four-minute watch. So, while the story is a bit. Listen, the policeman got up there and he said, got up there. this is what we know. These are the These facts. These are the facts. This is what I know that cannot be disputed. disputed. He said it was it was unusual for me to hear that a toddler was walking six football fields and didn't at any point wander into the highway right. where the cars were. It was a bit unusual. Yes. I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And have we figured out the why, though? That's the no. thing that's baffling well, to me. I mean, the no, I, I, I haven't. I don't know. It is. It is. It's very curious. I I would love to understand to understand why what was happening. Why would you? If she gives me this? a story where yeah. I could be like, "Now, girl, you did a lot," but I get it. Right. 
then at least I can give you that. But right now it's looking like, girl, what? You was up in the middle of the night Googling Amber Alerts and Googling how to steal money. It, like, honey, what was the reason? What What are you doing? What, what was the reason? What is happening? What is happening? So, uh, yeah, it is wild and unfortunate. It is still an active investigation. It is. So we are we will wait to see. Okay, what she says in the second interview. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be something else. At the end of the day, and and so we kind of joked about this, you know, whatever the case, just because it's like, what is happening? We're trying to get our bearings. Thankfully, she has been found. She is home. I think at the end of the day, that is what matters. That is like you want to make sure that people end up back home. But to the point at the beginning, which is that black women literally okay, are four times less likely to get the media coverage Mm -hmm. than that of their white counterparts. That's just the reality. Like, we don't get that kind of local and or national attention. Right. And most times, the police for some reason will tell parents and tell people when they, when women, black women go missing that they probably ran away or give them some time. They'll come back like that literally is, is statistically proven. Like that is what happens. Um, And so while this has an, you know, an interesting turn to it, the fact that there was some attention to it, national attention was encouraging. It's like, finally, our stories are going to be told and that we can have people mobilize and Mm -hmm. and really be concerned about a black woman going missing. So I'm going to take this opportunity to get a little plug. Mm-hmm. which is that which we've said before a couple years ago, Melissa and I uh, recorded some episodes for a podcast that we called Underreported, and I have been releasing the episodes. I Yay. thought we had eight, but I haven't been able to find the video for one. So I have the last two that I'm going to release um, from the batch that we did, and I have started recording more episodes of that podcast. Again, the podcast is Underreported, and it is covering or sharing stories about crimes committed against black women because and black girls because they are underreported in the media. Um, so that is like the premise and the point of the podcast. I have started recording some new episodes. Uh, it'll be a slightly different format, but Melissa will be on. I will. Um, so check out my YouTube page, which is You've Got Mail, Not Vegetable, Y-O-U-V-E-G-T-M-E-L, uh, to check out those episodes. And there will be more to come. Thank you for that little plug. Love that. Also, Um, we want to just really quickly before I transition to this is that um, uh, we I I want us to allow black people to make the same mistakes white people make and not have it be a reflection of the entire. Yes. Like black people are pushed back right. as a result of this one single person's mistake. White people make mistakes and do stupid stuff all, all the, the time. time and it don't affect the whole of it all. And so the fact that this young woman did something, you know, allegedly at this point really silly. Yeah. And it seems that right now the odds are the odds of the truth uh, and what she said is not in her favor. Right, okay? right, right. This is seeming like she struggles a little bit with, with reality. Right, right, right. Um, but that was her decision. And it shouldn't be that now 
uh, the next black woman that goes missing, we have to question, no, why can't right. we take each one as individual 100%. cases, understand the facts, understand the situation, and treat it uh, you know, appropriately and as is. 100%. The last thing I was going to say is, um, uh, oh, shoot. Chad, I forgot it was along <laughs> that same line. Yeah, anyway, we just got to let uh, the people, like, you know, let yes. her and let that be a reflection of her decision and not like the whole and the all of us. Because it, it doesn't have to be. Every case deserves some. Like if someone goes missing, listen, ring the alarm, yeah. like say something. And then if we find out she lied now, girl, now let's deal with you as you and not as a whole. OK, yeah. that's the last thing I'm saying. I had gotten a few messages about people asking about like the industry and the career that I've had. Um, and so the transition that I'm making mm. here is that that was a big conversation that we had in content, mm -hmm. which is that new creators or new um, people in content, particularly people of color in content, don't get the same chances and opportunities. So when you have a show, a black show or a, a show that uh, reflects people of color and it's not quote unquote successful, then the idea becomes that these kinds of shows Right. aren't successful but when you have a white person a white man specifically who has been in this industry and he makes a show that isn't successful quote unquote he just gets more opportunities exactly and, and it's not a reflection of the entire the genre or the whole you know white men yeah. or freaking what was the last marvel movie that just uh flash oh i don't watch marvel but was sure. flash and marvel ain't going nowhere no and the director, right, all the people are probably going to get a whole other, another chance. Absolutely. And for whatever reason, when that happens to us, it was Flash, right? right. Yes. Oh, that was DC. Thank you very oh. much. Well, the whole DC is, <laughs> is kind of garbage. The whole DC. But Marvel is struggling right now with a relaunch as well. But, you know, here nor there. Uh, that Flash was awful. Okay? <laughs> it was terrible. It's not very much good. Stop it's it. It's not good. Um, but... You think DC not going to come up to bat again? Mm, and the swings be big. And they be big. And they be big. It's just too bad. It's it really too bad that I... And I don't know if... Well, I'm sure it is white people also saying that. But I feel like as black people, we also internalize it. Yes. So when we see it, we're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a conversation, though, about this one time. And I thought you brought up a good point. I don't know if you want to double down or if if it's still how you feel but the one that you brought up was that um or my interpretation of what you were saying is that um the same way like black is a culture and the same reason we get a capital b mm -hmm. when we're talking about mm -hmm. black because it is a collective Absolutely. we operate that way um and we have such a shared experience yes. that when things are put out from black people, the reason we internalize it is because we do view ourselves. Absolutely. We're very communal. Very communal mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. And so a fail for another black person can feel like a fail for, for me sure. because so of the community aspect of our culture. Yeah. Which just has it's a double edged sword yeah, because yeah. it's like sometimes we are we are the first ones to also hype our people like Yo, we did that we out here and it's a we mm -hmm. but then if it is a fail it's like oh you making us look you know whatever which is unfortunate because 
other co- uh, cultures and communities like we they don't have that same 100 fail mentality like uh, now we didn't fail it's and not it's that all, yes and the share it's like what makes us great what's what it, it is what makes us special because mm-hmm. i do agree black people are very communal um but a hundred percent it's you hear a shooting was he black mm-hmm. so what black family does not somebody's asking the question right 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 who Mm -hmm. was it the president one or or Barack is in office we in office yeah michelle look like us we in office. those things are shared right 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 in a way that um other communities don't have which again there's good and bad the good of it is we will hype each other right right. and we do feel a sense of pride and support the bad of it is when the bad happens we can't um it's not individualized right 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 it is a reflection of the all and so we all have to take the the loss as well yeah yeah and that sucks that does suck uh, someone is saying, especially Asian, because we're not in um, power. That's right, the reason. That is, yes, yes. It's because we're not in power. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So we don't have the opportunity to have another opportunity, right? Because that one fail is a reflection of the all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, someone is saying Asian communities are like this too. I would actually venture. This is a complete. I learned speculation. this in sociology. I'm about to. I'm about to listen to what you're about to say. Uh, my this is assumption speculation. I can only speak for the community that I am a part of, but I would imagine that people of color, communities that are not white, probably share this in a way. Uh, that's more so than the white community. Like, I think there's a, a, a more community feel with other cultures that are not white. And so I'm not surprised to hear or to see that, Asian. you know, that you're saying Asians experience that too. I would imagine the Latin community probably experiences yes. it too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to, to learn that. So anyway, go ahead. What I was going to say is exactly that. I learned this in a sociology class in college. That actually that communal feel is a reflection of minorities Mm. that the people in power do not have. It's more individualistic. So what you're saying is 100 percent like that is true. When I said I was like, I've heard this in sociology, like I actually went back and I could see myself in the classroom that I learned it from. But that's 100 percent. It's 100 percent true. And like I said, there's good. Yeah. There's good and bad. There's there's good and bad on that. I was going to say something um, that it was a comment that I saw. Dang it. Asian communities, a lot of pressure on us, a reflection via um, every now. I can't find it. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, that poor girl. The other thing I want to say is this, though. Black people, we are able to have, like, the ability to have two things be true, right? We're able to, like, roast her in the sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're also are like now girl Mm -hmm. like there's the it's the it's the roasting with love almost like she is the meme right now okay there's so many things happening and some of them are really funny we're gonna kiki we're gonna have a good time yeah and then we also want to pull you by your ear yeah and be like now why would you do that though yeah yeah because you got yeah. the whole world looking at us. Yeah. And not only that, we're campaigning for you. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, do you know how many people oh my on Twitter I mean, and yes. just immediately believe her? Find da, 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 da. her. 
find her. Believe black women. Like all of these mantras, we're standing on the front line, daring, (laughs) daring a white person to say anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you got us. Now we got it. Now, girl, come here. Sit down. Now we got to laugh at you because now we got to laugh at you. Look what you did. Now, because look what you did. But it's all good because the next person I go missing, we gonna be right there again. Find her. Yes. Believe black women. A hundred percent. And we're coming back. And if you make a and we're gonna have gonna be and we're having a meeting. <laughs> yeah. All black people are having a meeting right now. Now don't you ever. Yeah, yeah. Whoever whoever want to go missing next and not go missing, don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think of another plan right. because we're out here campaigning for y'all. This is the meeting that all of us are having. Yeah. It's an unspoken meeting. Don't you dare give, get, get us out here looking like Boo Boo the Fool, fighting for you, being on national TV, on the black Twitter, daring the white people, telling them off, going on the news, marching, calling your name, making you a hashtag. And you eating Cheez-Its? And you was eating Cheez-Its. And having toilet paper that you stole from your job. Girl. Hopefully, the other, I mean, the reality too, though, is that I do have questions, which is not my business. Let me also say this. It is not my business, but it was on a national platform. That is why we are discussing Mm -hmm. it. But uh, if she has any mental health issues, I hope those get addressed as well. Because, you know, the, the going from what appeared to be that she was fine and living her life. And then all of a sudden this happened. You who knows, you know, and so anyway. Anyway, do they believe she has mental health issues? I have no idea. I'm just, oh, I'm just, okay. I'm just. That was a total infer- in- inference for me of who knows what happened, and I hope that if that is the case, that that is then addressed as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if she has um, real life like uh, mental health issues, then okay, yeah. we understand that. But if she's just out here being wild, yeah, 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 kind of grab a belt. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. Oh, so I was going to quickly just talk a little bit. I don't even know how to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to, and we should. You want me to ask you some questions? Sure. Okay. Do you want to answer some too about your life? I can't. Yours is a little bit more interesting. Okay, but if good. you but if you have something to uh, to ask back, you can. Okay. So we received questions early on about um, like career talk, career, yes. career questions about like what Melanie did um, in the world of television. Um, which is far more interesting than the boring crap that I did. So I will ask the questions. If I see anything in here, then maybe you guys can ask them as well. But I'll ask them in, in a way that I think most people will want to know. Yeah. So uh, what got you started in television? How did you get your start? Oh, my gosh. You know what is so funny is I used to sneak and watch 106 and Park. Oh, because mom didn't let us watch Absolutely BT not. and MTV because they they was worldly secular secular. <laughs> but I have always been obsessed with um, entertainment and uh, entertainment television, and so I used to sneak and watch that, and that is what first got me interested. And then I saw One Hundred Six in Park, which Melissa used to call One Hundred and Six. Literally, in Park. I said that in my mind. Um, I used to watch One Hundred Six in Park and got obsessed with Free. I thought Free was so dope. I thought she was beautiful and was just really cool and had all this swag and was like black with her afro and her hair color I just thought she was like I used to want to be free Mm -hmm. and so I was like I have to get into television I don't know what that looks like or what that is going to be but like I want to be in in TV Uh, and free was like literally my inspiration okay very good (laughs) and so from so this you're talking about middle school high school ish yeah that was early yeah but you got an internship yeah so then um, I what happened is uh, I decided that I wanted to go to Spelman after watching Welcome to Atlanta, 
where the play is played by Ludacris. Um, and then I did a bunch of research and learned that Spelman didn't have a communications field. But I knew that that's what I needed in order to to get into entertainment. And so I was I literally weighed the the option. I'm like, you can go to Spelman in Atlanta and this school that's like really dope and the number one HBCU and not have communications. Or you can go to a school that has communications, but like that you're not nearly mm. as excited about. Um, so I chose Spelman and it was because I learned that I could take classes at Clark Atlanta, mm -hmm. which had a communications um, degree. So I could minor mm -hmm. and that was the great thing about the AUC you could take classes at Morehouse um, and at Clark and and still get those credits and so I was like yo I could just do that and that'll still get me my 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 uh, experience I ended up getting to Spelman at first I majored in English um, because I'm like okay the writing skills will like help um, but then my freshman year English professor told me I was a bad writer like literally she said those words and I was like well then I, I shouldn't I should what a terrible thing to be she told. later got fired she should um, have that's awful but I like was like I don't want to do this anymore I'm not good at it and so I, that's when I was like oh listed sociology let me do that um and then I took some classes but I actually I didn't even end up taking classes at Clark I ended they had a like news situation so I like got myself on that um and was like able to help out a little bit with that but I ended up being like okay I need to pivot my plan because I don't really know she told me I'm not a good writer and so I ended up um getting my first internship I just applied and got my first internship with the radio station mm -hmm. in Washington State it was a uh, cube 93 yep um so I did that. I didn't even know what it was, but I was like, I'm going to work at the radio station. So I went home uh, to Washington. I worked at Best Buy and then I interned at the radio station and I like fell in love. I went to like all the concerts. They have the big summer jam concert. Saw Chris Brown before uh, he was saw really Chris, Chris Brown. Brown before he was Chris Brown. I saw Neo. I saw like I saw Ludacris. Ludacris. He performed Tiat like everybody. Um, and we were like the street team. Babe. I was the street team. So I like did all the promo. I remember my first I had a do my first dial-in so you have to call mm. to the radio and be like hey this is Mel and I'm with Cube 93 and we're at blah blah I was so hype I'm like oh my gosh I'm on the radio <laughs> um but that like that experience made me fall in love with it like even more than I had um and I knew that wasn't television but it was like music and entertainment and I'm like okay still trying to figure out my path so I did that um and then I came back I think I did that twice though I did I that you two did. summers and from there, I just continued trying to figure out other internships that I could do. So I was like working and going to school and doing internships that paid me zero dollars. Uh, I never had an internship. Actually, no, I never had an internship that paid me. I worked for the Emmy Awards one one time. Um, there, I had an internship with the Emmy Awards. It was the Southeast, so it wasn't like the L.A. I didn't get to like come here. But they had a Southeast um, chapter in Atlanta so I did that and they gave me money for lunch that's the only time <laughs> I got money <laughs> but I ended up doing that which was really cool because I got to understand the voting process I got to meet like mm -hmm. the judges and understand how they vote I used to have literally my job was to go get the DVDs that they were having to watch and judge I would go get them and play them and they would have their discussion then I would go get the next one like it was that's what I did and then I also interned I interned at Turner at uh, oh, yeah, for yeah. TNT. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so TNT, TBS, so like House of Pain was on, and I did viewer communication. So people who would like write in yes, and complain, I, I would have to like respond. I used there was a woman who used to call every day at the same time, an older woman who you could tell just didn't she was lonely, and I would talk to her for thirty minutes every day, and she would tell me about the Tyler Perry show she was watching. Um, did that. Then I also, the last one I'll say, because that was a long answer, but the last one, and then I interned with the Atlanta Hawks mm -hmm. and the Atlanta Thrashers, so the NBA team and the hockey team. Um, and I interned with their video production department. So we basically did all the media for the Atlanta Hawks and the, the hockey team, which was dope. It was like... I still want to go to a hockey game. Oh, oh, we need to go. It's such a fun experience. But I enjoyed that tremendously like it was so anyway all of that to say I did a bunch of internships trying to figure out like media and, and entertainment and content is like so big that I didn't know what I actually wanted to settle into so I just was trying out as much as I could and that's what I always tell people anyway like girl do or boy do everything to figure out what is what is your jam okay and then walk us through you got your job at Turner yeah, so I graduated and I had went to a um, like thing when I was in school, like a career day when I was in school and uh, I had met a bunch of people and this one particular, it was a black guy, he was up talking, he worked I think for the NBA and he said, he said, um, I meet a lot of people, a lot of college students. The people that I remember are the people who reach out to me. He said, Reach out and say hi. Reach out and say Merry Christmas. Just say checking in. You don't have to get ask me for coffee. You don't have mm -hmm. to. Just make me remember you. That's good advice. And it stuck with me. So after I graduated or after every internship, I did that. I would send everybody on Valentine's Day. I hope your family is well. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Easter. This is good Happy advice. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. This is Happy good advice. Happy New Year. It's a Friday. I hope your Friday is well. I hope you have a great summer with your kids. I did that for like years. Parents, <laughs> if you have for children years. of internship age or Do they're it. in college, this is sound advice. Kind of, oh my gosh. I never expected an answer and most times didn't get an answer. But I messaged and emailed every all the managers. And if I had an HR person, I would do the same. I would just say, hey, 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 hey. And then when it got close to graduation, those emails and those messages started changing to, hey, I'm graduating. So sure enough. I hope you've been well. Correct. Here are the things I've done. Looking for my opportunity. What could that be with your organism? I'm still in love with everything you do. So um, and so what ended up happening is I kept in contact, um, particularly with uh, the people from Turner uh, or Time Warner now, but kept in contact with them. And I graduated and there was a T3 program, which is like an entry level, just graduated program uh, at Time Warner that was for recent graduates, full time benefits, the whole thing. Uh, and it was only supposed to last like 11 months, I think, or 11 or 13. It wasn't like 12, which was like random. But anyway, I applied and messaged my, my people. And apparently I applied after the deadline. I didn't even know. Mm. And HR, this woman reached out to me and she was like, um, that one of the managers who ha I had been in contact with 
had flagged her, had flagged me to her. And she was like, um, so she called me and she said, you're after the deadline. But I also see you went to Spelman and I went to Spelman. There you go. So I'm going to put you through. And I said, well, look at God. Ain't he good? Look at God. Ain't he good? So she looked out and I ended up interviewing uh, with Cartoon Network. And I interviewed with the NBA on TNT. Um, and I, she basically asked me, which one do you want? And I was like, oh. Uh, and I randomly chose Cartoon Network mainly because the vibes of the people I felt like I felt like the NBA side was going to stress me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt like the Cartoon ne- Network people were just like chill mm-hmm. and were like, we're making cartoons for children. It's going to be yeah. fine. Um, and so I ended up getting that opportunity with the Cartoon Network side. And I got that job. I did it for the 11 or 13 months, whatever it was. I can't even remember. Um, and was like learning so much, learning about TV and how the format of a show and how you credits and like I just learned so much uh, during that time and was nearing the end and was stressed out like what's going to happen next and then the uh, senior vice president of our team called me into her office it was like around my birthday time and I was like very close to the end she called me into her office and she was like we love you and we want to extend a full-time opportunity to you after the program ends we want you to be a part of the team as a coordinator and I was like yes yeah where do I sign uh and then that's how I got like my first full-time job so straight out of uh college that's when we all started working for Cartoon Network yep Stayed at Cartoon Network. Someone said dumb people. Wait, what? Oh, I bet dumb people think Mel got her start because of Kevin. I hope you don't think that. <laughs> we, listen, well, I was about to say I've known Mel, uh, for, but my obviously that's my sister. <laughs> but Mel started working in entertainment way Years before ago. me and Kev was still at the bank. Mm. Like mm-hmm. when she was doing internships, quite literally, we were at the bank. Like. It was always something I wanted to get into. Yeah. I just had to figure out what that looked like. Yes. So um, <laughs> thank you for flagging that girl because tell them people they are wrong. Hilarious. Um, okay. So then after graduation, Mel got the job at Cartoon. You stayed at Cartoon for? I ended up staying there for like six years. Okay. I was going to say seven. Um, it was a long time. And, and that position like changed over time. Uh, initially it was actually I don't even know what it was and I was a coordinator so I did what they told me to do Um, but eventually what it settled in on was programming and operations and so I'll just quickly say programming is basically putting a schedule together for a network so I used to um, understand um, the landscape so I'm looking at Nickelodeon I'm looking at Disney I'm looking at any other children's network and what they're airing and then cut together with the team we come up with what shows we are going to air to either counter program to say like we could beat this so air our, bre- our best show or to say their program is going to slaughter us so let's air something we don't care about and uh, as a counter to that so that's kind of what programming is so I did that and on uh, the other side of that the operational side of that is understanding what shows are in production when they're going to wrap 
when they're going to be delivered, when they're going to be QC, the quality is good, the audio is good, and that I have a promotion available. So understanding that not only what we should air, but that we actually have it available to air. And so those were like the the meeting of my job was doing both of those things. So I did that for six years, basically. And then um, I was getting sick of working there. Mm -hmm. And Greg and I had gotten married. And I was, like, ready to move on and trying to figure out what was next. And I was kind of over, feeling like I was over Cartoon Network because it's it's a very, um, the the demo for Cartoon, at least at that time, was Boys 6 to 11. I'm not a boy. I don't identify as one. So I was like, this ain't for me. Um, and so, and they had taken live action away. So I was like, time to move on. And I don't remember how this opportunity came, but somebody um, told me about an opportunity at CNN. It was new. It was new. Yeah, the whole. It was new. Yeah, it was brand new. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they were building up CNN Go, which yes. was their digital app. Mm-hmm. Um, which of, no longer exists anymore, from my understanding. No, yeah. No. Um, so they were building that. And I was like, sure, I'll apply. So I did an interview and was really excited about it. And it had taken so long. It took like months mm-hmm. for them to get back to me. And I was like, well, maybe I just didn't get it. And all of a sudden, she was like, can you come in and meet with our VP? I'm okay, sure, whatever. And I ended up meeting with them and got that job. I ended up getting that job in, like, December. Mm-hmm. And I started, like, MLK Day mm-hmm. or, like, the day after MLK Day. And during December and the time of me starting, I found out that I was pregnant with McKinley. So I was stressed out because I'm like, it's a new job. I have to tell these people that I'm pregnant. Um, But I was really, really excited about the opportunity. So I got that job and that position to the point Liz is making is that it was their new CNN Go platform, Mm -hmm. brand new, and I had to program it. So I had to do the same thing that I was doing, which was understanding uh, what's available, what I can put up and that I that happened while I was there was Donald Trump announced his he was running for presidency. Right. And it was an insane day. You want to talk about a crazy newsroom. It was like this is the this is the daddy Bush story that Mel yes. was telling yeah, yeah, a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was during working there leading up to because I had left before the election, election. Mm-hmm. but working at a news station, let alone CNN, during the com- campaigning for Donald Trump's presidency was insane. I believe it. It was a time. Okay. It was, it was, it was a time. Um, but it was like a different pace and different, oh, like yeah, it, sure was it was completely fast. different than Cartoon Network. It was fast and loud yeah. and cursing and like, where is this? And you have to have this. I was up late and leaving late and up early and staying, I mean, on debate nights, we're like in a huddle room and you're just there and you're watching and you're monitoring and you're like, it was, it was a wild time, but it was like so much fun. Uh, so yeah, I did that from, I'm just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, because you're leading up to Netflix. That's where okay. I want you to go. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm getting there. Sorry if this is long. No, it's um, long story short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up staying there. I got that job in, in January. And over the course of those next six months, 
Um, the team that the woman who I loved, who hired me, she was my boss. I absolutely loved her, but there was a lot of change that had happened. And so I was taken from her team because she was so heavy tech. Like she had built the app. She mm -hmm. had engineers reporting to her and I like interacted with them. Cause I would tell them this is not working. I need you to fix it. But like my function was different because hers was tech. And so they moved me over to like a producer side. Mm -hmm. And so I got a new boss and one of um, there was a guy who went with me on that team and he became my boss. And I ain't like him. Uh, he was not nice. Um, he was rude, actually. Mm. And so I was like heartbroken when they told me that I had to report to him, like I had like such a bad attitude and she had asked me to go get coffee because I was like in a funk. I was just so mad. I was so mad. I came over here from Cartoon Network. I've worked here. The last couple months have been good. And now this, like I felt like I was like, slighted. Yeah. yeah. And so we had went to go get coffee and I got back to my desk and I'm sitting there with my attitude and I, have always been a fan of LinkedIn, but I go on LinkedIn and I see a random message and it's this guy who works at Netflix in LA. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Hey, came across your profile. We're hiring at Netflix. Any chance you're interested? And I had such an attitude. So I was like, yes, when can we talk? <laughs> Meanwhile, I am at this point, five or well, six months yeah, pregnant yeah probably four to five months because you moved around yeah, yeah. i was pregnant Good and i pregnant. was like we'll talk and then immediately was like i don't know how i'm gonna do yeah. this they're not gonna give me a job because i'm pregnant and who hires a pregnant girl in la and i live in atlanta so we ended up having i had harassed melissa of all the pointers like how do i do this interview do i tell him i'm pregnant yeah. do i not tell him i'm pregnant do i hide it do i just show up because technically it's illegal like what am i gonna do and so i ended up having the interview and it went so well uh because it no. was mm -hmm. uh it was so close to what i had been doing it was like operations um understanding shows if they're available like all of that so i'm like yo i can kill operations like that's not a problem and so interview goes well and Liz had said like if it goes well at the end mm -hmm. tell him you're pregnant mm -hmm. so he was like um well i think this was a great interview next steps would be us flying you out mm -hmm. to la to have an in-person interview and i was like that sounds great i just have to say that i am i'm five six months pr i'm pregnant <laughs> and then i just like e what are you gonna say and he was like oh well are you able to fly and i'm yeah i can fly <laughs> and so he was like well let's get you here quickly so that it's not um during the time in which you can't fly so like could you come like next week and i'm like sure so we ended up, he ended up flying me out and I interviewed on my birthday, mm -hmm. on my 29th birthday. That sounds about right. Interviewed on my, literally on my birthday, I'm there with my, we had stressed out about the outfit. The outfit. How do you show it, yeah. but don't show it. Right. I don't want to seem sneaky. And it was a panel interview. So it was like eight people. It was all day. And listen, Kev, we're already living here. Mm -hmm. And Greg came with me. We just like got him a ticket. So we flew out, uh, did the interview and then like did dinner with y'all yep. because it was yep. still my birthday. Mm -hmm. And then we left like that night. Uh, and then I got back to Atlanta that night. And then June 7th, the day after my birthday, he called me and he said, you got the job. I was going to say, I felt like it was quick. Yeah, it was the immediate next day. 
And I was like, I did? Y'all go hire me? And so he was like, we have to move you here. We need to relocate you. We're going to do it quick because you're pregnant. We want you to start before you have the baby. But we have a year, full year, fully paid mm-hmm. parental leave that you can take. But we just want to get you here. And then the HR was like, you can come before, you can come after, up to you. And I was, and the, the jo- this is, the, oh, oh me, Lord. oh my God. <laughs> This nothing is more Kev and Mel than this moment, and then me being right though. Yes. So yes, they're like Mel's oh, pregnant. I forgot about this part yes. of the story. So <laughs> mind you, I'm the only person that's had a baby at this point. Yeah. Right when we're talking, and they're like Netflix tells Mel you can come out regardless. You have the job. Yep. You can stay in Literally, Atlanta. They say that. You have the job no matter what. You can stay in Atlanta until after you have the baby and then move out here, or you can come out here and have the baby and then go and leave. I was telling Mel, you should stay in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You're going to have this baby. You're going to feel different. Uh, Greg's parents are there. You're in your own home. Yeah. Because she was going to come here and live in housing, and yep. it was this big. You know, housing, corporate housing, corporate housing be nice, but, but it'd be, be small. small. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'd be decorated real nice. It'd be a real nice part of town, but it but it's small, though, because it's temporary. Yeah. So I'm like, and stay with your doctor. Thank yes. you. Stay with your doctor. You don't have to find a new hospital. This is your first child. Do not, and it's a lot of transition <laughs> happening all at the same time. Let's say all of this. And me and Kev were like, no. We're coming to LA. <laughs> no. Kev was like, forget that, Mel. Get a new doctor. You can do it. And I was like, yeah. And I'm moved out coming. here. Sway. <laughs> Sway. Okay. So, and this is how quick it went. Mel's first day, by the way, was my birthday. And that's what I was about uh, to say. This is how quick it went. I interviewed on my birthday. They told me I got the job on ju- June 7th, the very next day. I had started. We had. I had moved to L.A. and had my first day by July 11th, <gasps> Melissa's birthday. Oh, this is the other part of the story Within we didn't say. Greg also wasn't here immediately. And Greg didn't come because That's the Greg other part of the job. story because Greg had a job. Greg had a job. And you guys were selling the house? And we had a, a condo. And so we had to sell our condo. Greg had a job. He was like, what is happening? To L.A. we go. <laughs> Kev's like, let's go. So I ended up like we moved quick. quick. We had literally within that period of time, all of that happened. We had to get our cars um, shipped mm-hmm. here, moved here uh, again, sold the house, got rid of stuff. And then they gave me corporate housing. So anyway, I end up moving here. Start on Melissa's birthday. Greg's in Atlanta. He was planning to stay there for like another month. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm pregnant. So by this time, I'm good and pregnant. Yeah. It's Melissa's birthday. McKinley was born August 19th. Yes. And I started on July 11th. Yeah. Okay. So these are the time frames. It's like six weeks. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. It was stupid. Um, and Greg. It was like, a lot. It was a lot. So I move here. Greg's still in Atlanta. I'm calling him every day. And if, at first, if y'all know me, this is how I operate. Yeah, you can stay in Atlanta. I'll be fine. And then I got here and I was like, how come you're not here? You don't love me. I'm pregnant with your baby and you're not even here. Look at you. You don't love me. You need to come. And he's like, Mel, I already told them I was going to work until. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) So he uh, ended up leaving a little bit earlier. He definitely did. Because I'm me. Um, And so all of that to say, I ended up working for. Four weeks. I was about to say, you worked for that long. I worked for four, actually less than four weeks. My last day, I started July 11th. I worked until July 31st. And I came into work that day. 
And I said, you guys have been so lovely. Thank you for moving me here and giving me this job. I can't work anymore. I'm I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm big. I can't move. I meant my husband is not here. I there can't was a do lot. this. And so they were like, it's okay. You don't have to. You can take your time. Today's your last day. So we'll see you when you're done. They literally were like, somebody order cupcakes. <laughs> they ended up ordering stuff and threw me this quick baby shower. Aww. It was the sweetest thing ever. And I was like, thank you all. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. I won't remember your names or and anything that you've taught me. But and I'm press. leaving. <laughs> Bye and press. I'm le- so I left. Okay, I left that day out of that Netflix building. And didn't come back for nine months. No, I came back. I didn't take that long with You McKinley. didn't take nine? I took four. I thought you were gone for... No. Oh, how, oh you did. Well, Makai is different. Yes, yes. I ended up taking... I thought Four. it was longer than Mm-mm. that. McKinley was born August. I, I started February 1st. August, September, October, November, December, January. Oh, fe- six. Okay, six I months. Took six. Okay, I that makes more sense. I took six months. I So I took July 31st. I left. And then I ended up having McKinley. And because we were so close to the holidays, right. me and Greg were like, we're going to go back to Atlanta and, and just did. be in Atlanta. So can't moved all the way out here to go back we to sure Atlanta. Did. We moved out which here. Which why come here for the four I weeks know. anyway? That's exactly <laughs> what happened. I went back and we just got all the help from Daddy and Miss Tina and then from Greg's parents. We just bounced back and forth from their house and they helped take care of McKinley when she was a oh my gosh, it was so, so nice to like have that kind of support. And then we came back and I started on February first and then I continued on my journey at Netflix. And so that job, that's the whole point of this, not yes. just my life. But that job, again, was I was a project manager, that was my title. And basically, it was managing titles. So if a show is launching on April 1st, I am making sure, because Netflix is a global platform, Mm -hmm. so that means subtitles and dubs, right? So uh, audio in different languages is important. You also have closed captioning and um, for hard of hearing. You have like all of these different assets that go along with a show being on a global platform. And so my role was to make sure not only did we have the actual video file, but every piece and part of uh, what makes a show live on a platform, I had to make sure we had. So again, artwork, dubs, subs, trailer, uh, every possible thing that you can think of. That is what I had to manage and make sure of. And, hey, we need to delay or can't we don't have it or whatever. Um, or press people when you need stuff. Um, so I did that for two years. Um, and it was still in the kids' space. And that's why he hired me, because of the Cartoon Network experience. That was a match. Um, and so during that time, I got to get really good. I got to have really great relationships with our content executives. And content executives, also sometimes called buyers, what they do is buy content, right? So if you have a show idea, you would pitch it to a buyer or a content executive. They then determine based on their priorities and their network and what they have going on, they then determine if it's something that would be a fit for their platform. They give you some money. They spend some money to make it, and then the show goes live. So I got to, because of the role I had, I got to get really great relationships with that team of people, with 
our buyers or our content executives. So I did that again uh, as an operations person for two years. And then randomly, one of the buyers uh, messaged me. And this is why I said some so much of my stuff feels like it came to me versus like I sought it, which is, mm, is mm-hmm. up and down because it's like I want to like feel like I sought after something. All of that to say because I know it's a long time. But uh, I got a random message from a buyer that I had developed a great relationship with. And she said, um, we all love working with you. Have you ever considered coming over to the content team as a content executive? And I was like, no, girl. But like. We can talk about it. <laughs> and, and you were tired of operations. And I was tired of operations. And during that time, I had also had started having conversations with a woman in HR mm-hmm. uh, who I loved. And she was like, would you come over to HR and be right. a recruiter? You have a lot of great experience. And I think you would be great at helping us bring in quality candidates. So it was happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I don't know if I should go to content or if I should go to HR. So we had so many conversations, conversations. me, Melissa, Greg, and Kev, trying to figure out what, Mm -hmm. like, role, which makes the most sense. And um, a guy who I really respect who uh, works in HR, he said HR is, uh, the way he views it, he said HR is kind of like a, a, it's adjacent to the business, but it's not like in the business. So he was like, you, based on your experience, you can always pivot and come to HR. But if you leave content now and come to HR, I don't believe you're going to be able to get back into content. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. he was like, my advice to you is for you to try it. At least try it. And if you don't like it, come back to me and we'll get you in HR. And so I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. like, let's do it. So I ended up going over to the content side and... It was completely different. And what that role initially started off with, I was a coordinator. I had to kind of like work my way back up. So it was uh, a lower title. But what that role uh, encompassed is supporting the executives. (laughs) It was my first time understanding uh, reading scripts and giving notes and understanding animatics and understanding cuts and understanding storytelling and understanding characters and understanding how, you know, what a progression should look like and, and cliffhangers and like all of that. It was like a, they threw me out there and was like, figure it out. Um, but this is how I, that was my entry into it. And because I was on the international team, that was the other part of it. I was on an international team. Um, and so the show, it was so new for kids to be making shows from places outside of the U.S., honestly. And so I had to learn other shows from, I mean, shows from outside the U.S. Like what? How do we make a show from Singapore? How do you make a show from the UK? What does that look like? How do you make it global, what they like to call it? How can we make sure it has global appeal? What is success? Um, and so, yeah, that was my, like, I had to dive head in, dive head first and learn content and attend pitch meetings and then attend what we're looking, uh, understand what we're looking for and all of that. Okay. That's good. <laughs> And y'all know the rest after that? Yes. Micaiah came. Yes. And now we're here. And now we're here. Uh, did I miss, did Mel miss anything? I think I you did great. I think it was a okay, wonderful cool. progression. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, It was a wonderful progression. Then I got laid off. Right. That's <laughs> well, the- I did I did that and then I I got promoted and then I Listen, got Mel got promoted a couple times at that job. 
at uh, the Netflix. I got, I got a few things. Yeah, you got a few things over there. Anyway. Um, I think that was it. I think that was really great okay. kind of like Sorry, that beginning. was so long. No, I think it was necessary. Okay. From beginning to end yes. of like how Mel got started, you guys heard the steps, some of the things that she's done in order to... Um, to get the job at Netflix. Yes. So if there's additional questions, you guys probably can email um, admin at Kev on stage to send it to us and we can circle back to them. But to be honest, that was that it. That was it. I yeah. covered it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, last thing someone was asking, is Monique a kite or a string? Monique is a impulsive string. I'll go with it. She's more kite than string. She's, She's very... She's very impulsive, though. I like agree. Monique just. I agree with that. Nick just does it. Yeah. Um, she has kids that depend on her as well. So that's kind of why I was like string because she's single mom. Yeah. Stringy. But she makes very stringy. She's stringy, but she makes kite like impulsive decisions, I agree. if that makes sense. I so I don't know where she falls, child. She's kind of the wind <laughs> beneath my wings. Nick is kind of the wind. Um, uh, I'm not thing, the oh, only string ahead. in the. Someone said I'm the only string. My dad's a string. Yes, I'm my dad. My dad's a string. And if you don't know, Gregory Goosby is a string. Greg, yeah, Greg's a string. In our immediate family, me and my dad oh, are the yes. most strings. Um, my mom. You know, I was gonna say, what's mom? Mom is an is an impulsive string. I agree. Mom's an impulsive string. I agree. That's and where Nick gets it. That's where Nick gets it. That's literally connection. So I'm just out here? Yeah. So I, I'm just out here kiting it. Yeah, Mel's more a kite. But their impulsive string makes them very kitey. Yeah. Um, I, me and my dad are true strings. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, wait, the last thing, because we are, it's been an hour and a half. Yeah, this is long. Um, that someone asked what people who like us. Okay, who watch Jen and Juice should be called. Oh. So if you have ideas. I said something the other day. You said sisters because we'd be like, hi, sister. No, but I said something to Kev and it had to do, it was uh, like coaster or something oh, coaster. silly. I can't even remember. But I did say sister because of that. That's long, but I did say that because we always say, like me and my sisters literally say hi, hi sister, sister all the time. Tipsy. The, at the bar. bar. I, I like the incorporation of the bar. I just don't know how to like say it, like how to make it the thing. I really like the bar though. Ice cube. It's like we're at the bar. Like Chris know. and Bear, the first sight called them drunkards is hilarious. Oh, bartenders. Okay. Bartenders, like bartenders. are fun. The Stirs, mixers. The I straws. like the mixers. Oh, the mixers. The mixers is cute. Bar babes. Bar We have men, though, too. Are they? We do. We do have a and few I men that are faithful uh, watchers and listeners. And, and I, I appreciate it. it. Okay, my ties. Yes. You want to go to Hawaii or something? I like bartenders and I like mixers. Yeah, mixers is cute. The bottle, bottle girls. girls. Now That's I want cute. a shirt. Hello. Make sure we have to do our photo shoot too. This we summer do. has gone so fast. Every at the beginning of every summer, I think I'm gonna have so much time to do all the things and in my then mind. It'd be like, and and now it's freaking August. And now it's August. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We'll keep thank thinking. You. I do like mixers. I do um, and it's gender neutral. Yes. So we can include the guys. Thank you guys so much for watching today's episode. Thank if you, you have additional questions, please let us know. Bye.